0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all genders, Real Take Sports proudly brings to you, it's future five-time podcast champions of the world, the barman, Trevor Sutton, El Jefe, Omer Q, Omer Q. Real Take Wrestle Talk. Again, I need more energy when, when I do that. I was less confident about that, but I we'll like this it. intro. we we'll get it. I, until someone tells me otherwise i really like this intro there's something to it I, i'm getting I th- it. I, th- I like it i think we just gotta work on it so he's gotta work on it and then you know what you guys gotta work on if you're watching this hitting that like button subscribe and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new videos release welcome to the chat cincy cincy in the chat says having both women's champions on the same brand be like biggie and big D, uh, okay be like something even though both women's champions are not in the same So We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the WWE draft. We'll talk about who went to Raw, who went to SmackDown, some of the bigger names, some of the matchups that we could see down the line. We're also going to be talking about AEW Dynamite turning two years old. Little baby it's now a wow. little toddler. Two years old. We're going to recap two years of Dynamite somehow into one little short seven-minute segment, hopefully. Uh, we're also going to be, <laughs> be talking about... Uh, Wednesday night's casino battle... Uh, Sorry, the casino ladder match, not a battle royale match, to determine a number one contender for the AEW World Championship, Men's World Championship, and much, much more in between. But Trevor, why don't you tell me, uh, what are you liking about wrestling this week?
1: What's your Man. big thing about wrestling this week? What are you liking? Good stuff, good stuff. Um, Wrestling's all over the place, you know? It really is, like... And not in a bad way. It's just so much going on in wrestling right now. It's like... Even especially if you're an indie guy like myself or like follow other promotions, it's so much going on. Like, um, it's all good <laughs> for the most part. The most Some of it's part. terrible. Um, Like for one second, we, I mentioned him last week. I mentioned him again. Matt Cardona. Oh, my God. Like, he just won another championship. <laughs> Did you and see that? Is- this? Well, bro, he, I,
0: uh, could you imagine? He, he's had more title reigns this year than he's had matches in like the last two years he was in WWE.
1: It's amazing. Like it. I mean, though, again, don't get me wrong. We, I've said it before. Love the man. Think he's. I love evil Matt Cardona. I love heel Matt Cardona. Whatever you want to call it, I love it. It's. He's doing a great job. It's just funny as fuck to see him like with all these goddamn championships right now. <laughs>
0: He's the real uh, belt collector. If there is one right now, uh, and it's not Absolutely. Kenny Omega, it's definitely Matt Cardona. <laughs> um, my favorite thing in wrestling, though, this week, I got it. Sammy Guevara versus Miro last week, man. Oh, great match. That, great is match. My, that is my number one thing in wrestling this week. Sammy Guevara, he he defended the honor of his best friend, Fuego Del Sol, who got demolished, got his card taken by Miro, got redeemed by the Redeemer, and then... Sammy Guevara wins, and I was not expecting. I was on, I was doing a live stream when that happened, and I thought Sammy Guevara was going to have a great match. I thought it was going to be fun to watch, as, as JBL likes to say. But as I'm watching this, I was like, oh, Sammy Guevara's hitting his basically his finishing moveset. I was like, okay, cool. He's going to hit it, and then Miro's going to kick out. Uh, yep. and then he hit everything, and I was like, no way, no way. And then it was one, two, three. Sammy Guevara's new TNT championship. Uh, there's a new TNT championship belt now. Uh, yep. They all. Go, goes away, retired, is the Redeemer's belt, and we're back to the old, uh, the the black uh, leather design of the title, so the, bringing that back is Sammy Guevara, and his first title defense is against none other than Bobby Fish, formerly of the Undisputed. Yeah, Era. I saw
1: that, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, and, and it all, it,
0: the way that came together was interesting, because it all came together with a, because Dynamite went off the air, and then they debuted uh, "Roads to the Top, which is Cody Rhodes' new uh, reality show, him and Brandy. So they de- debuted that in the first commercial break. They do an interview with Sammy Guevara to keep people you know, uh, around for the show. And on Twitter, right when he won, he was challenged by Bobby Fish. So mm-hmm. –
1: that's we're getting Bobby
0: Fish versus, um, I almost say Kyle O'Reilly, but Bobby Fish versus uh, <laughs> that's,
1: versus that's what uh, Sammy Guevara. You
0: know? g- g- <laughs> uh, so that's going to be a fun match. Welcome oh. to the chat, CT. Um,
1: I love I love uh, Bobby Fish's work. I-, I love watching him work.
0: I I just love his face. Like like. Also, have you ever heard him talk? He does not sound anything like you would expect him to.
1: No, he really doesn't. He, he does. He doesn't talk much, but when he does. You're like, wait a minute, he doesn't sound like he looks. <laughs>
0: Kerwin in the chat says, turn Cody heel. Kerwin, we'll talk about that. Don't you worry. We'll, we'll, we're will we going to get to that.
1: It. We're going to get there. We're going
0: to get there. But before we get there, guys... Help out the algorithm, hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video drops on the channel. Also, if you want to help us out, pitch in patreon.com forward slash realtake sports if you want to help us out. Also, if you want access to some exclusive content dropping on Thursday, Thursday. This week, uh, yeah, th- Thursday this week, I'm, I'm, I'm getting all tongue-tied, but Thursday this week, I got an exclusive video dropping on Patreon that's going to be on Patreon exclusively for the next, like, I think, six months before it gets released to YouTube ever, so if you want that first, you want to be the first one there, be sure to head on over to patreon.com forward slash sports. All the links for those are in the description of this episode, so head on over there, patreon.com forward slash sports. Become a member. Join me. Join us. Um, anyway, uh, let's talk about our first official topic today. We'll talk about the draft. We'll talk about Cody. We'll talk about all that stuff. But let's talk about one person who does not get his due as much as he probably should in wrestling these days. And that is one Chad Gable. Um, so Chad Gable, you know, he's kind of been in a flux lately. Chad Gable has been in booking hell for the past four years, five years, however long it's been since he broke up. With his tag team partner in American Alpha, and he, you know, he's he's always kept things interesting. A lot of people said maybe he should have been Kurt Angle's illegitimate son in that angle, but alas, we'll never know the results of what that could have been because I feel like that would have been a lot of fun. But this week we got some and instru- in- we got some interesting news, I should say, about Chad Gable. This is according to uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter from Dave Meltzer. He said, "quote." Chad's always been awesome. He's always awesome. A lot of people I know, a lot of his friends, want him to go to AEW, and I don't know what the contract situation for uh, for him is, but he's miss he's been misused or buried or whatever that is, and he's phenomenal. So, you know, Dave Meltzer also went on to mention uh, again, kind of double down on this, this this idea that a lot of Chad Gable's friends want him to go to AEW, meaning probably not going to stick around in WWE or they don't want him to stick around in WWE. What do you think Chad Gable could be in WWE outside of WWE rather? And how would that kind of work?
1: Well, I think you said it once before, um, his moveset, his demeanor, the way he, uh, the way he carries himself, he should have been who they used for, um, angle sun. And with that being said, I think he reminds me a lot of Angle in the ring, and I think outside of outside of WWE, I think that's what he would be. He would be a a, a smaller, little faster, uh, Kurt Angle, and I, I think the uh, his, his his the, the skill set is there, right? Like he even has a little Mike uh, some mic skills, but the skill set is there. Like you can market the hell out of Chad Gable. Chad Gable was so easy to market; it's ridiculous like just put them in the ring with some of the, some of the especially some of these uh these indie guys that uh that are great technicians or even guys that wrestle in New Japan or whatever like put them put them in a ring with those guys and you'll definitely get get a hell of a show like just just take them out of WWE and you'll see exactly what you get
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, you basically repeated something that that I've said on this show, and, and I'm glad you did because it really speaks to the point that Chad Gable is someone who he wasn't, you know, I, I don't know actually whether or not he was a fan of pro wrestling, but he wasn't, like, trained as a wrestler to begin his, you know, adult life. He's he's not someone who was there for 20 years on the indies and then came over and, and paid his dues and then went over and uh went into WWE. This is someone who... Got a chance at the Performance Center, basically, after being an Olympian, after competing in the Olympics, after being at the at one of the pinnacles of his profession at the time, being a, an amateur wrestler, and then came in and got it almost right away. And there's a lot of people that, that have said Kurt Angle is probably the only big name out there. That's like gone into pro wrestling, made that transition and got it almost immediately. I think Chad Gable is right up there, man. Because yeah, you absolutely. saw what, if you go back and watch what he was doing in NXT and in 2015, 2016 with him and Jordan, it was amazing. At American Alpha, that whole operation. Jordan was the heater; he was the big guy, right? And and he did yeah. a lot of the amazing moves. Like in the ring, he was great. But Chad Gable had the in-ring moveset. And he was the mouthpiece for that group, and and the charisma he, absu- he, he exuded, it, it, it was almost contagious. So. He's someone who had all those skills. And I think it's been a matter of being able to utilize them best. And he's been utilized, honestly, as a joke for a lot of his run, especially recently. We all know that he was called Shorty G. We all know that he's been he's been ridiculed. He got put into a tag team with Otis, which is, okay, honestly, better than nothing. I like Otis. Uh, I'm in right. the minority of everything. I like Otis. Um, but, going to. but but I, I think that, you know, he's been misused, obviously, as Dave Meltzer said, but... Outside of WWE, I think anyone with any sort of semblance, any semblance of creative thoughts, any semblance, any knowledge of pro wrestling and, and how this thing is supposed to work and what you're supposed to do with talent, I think anyone will tell you immediately that chad gable will be a star a future world champion because that's how good he is in the ring even like even all the squash matches he's been doing this guy works his butt off every time he he embraced the shorty g gimmick which honestly if it was given to me probably wouldn't have done the same thing big shout right. out to chad gable on that one so he he's done all this stuff and he's made it work as well as i think anyone could and th- that's a testament to him that's a testament to his ability that's a testament to to honestly also what his I, I think what his 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 ceiling is i think his ceiling is of untapped potential is is just monstrous and he's fairly young as far as wrestling terms nowadays goes he's only like i believe 35 36 so he's got a long time ahead of him like at least a decade of a career ahead of him so i I think he if he does leave wwe considering like we we don't know what his contract situation is right but if he does leave i do think that he'll make an impact pardon the pun anywhere he goes should it be aew i mean I would like to see that, but it could be very well be MLW start uh, him versus Davy Richards. That could be oh, a, a great feud. that would be amazing mm. matches. you He could go to Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor is trying to revitalize themselves. They're trying to build yeah. themselves back up into the King of the Indies uh, for lack of a better term. So th- there is yeah, anywhere he goes, anywhere he goes, he's got he's got an amazing track record behind him and ahead
1: of him. And I think that he's going to do magic with whoever he wrestles. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. Like even Impact could be a stop for him right now, only because Impact is trying to damn this to revitalize their program as well. So I mean, there's so many places. I mean, hell, he can even go to NWA if we wanted to.
0: But... Oh, Chad Gable and NWA taking that title. I mean, we we don't again, we don't know if he even wants to leave. That's the other thing. Yeah, we
1: we have no idea. We're just we just spitballing right now. But I mean, the the the, the skies are the limit for Chad Gable if he really wanted to leave.
0: Now, I mean, because uh, since he just mentioned this in the chat, and and I want to kind of ask you about this, what would you think about possibly recreating American Alpha with what? Chad Gable, right, and Gable mm-hmm. Stevenson, mm. who just got drafted to the Raw on the uh, mm. on, on the most recent episode of uh, uh, WWE Raw from the draft? That
1: wouldn't be, you know what? That wouldn't be a bad. That would not be a bad uh, move, you know. Um, actually, who I was thinking of recently. Uh, just because he's been kind of popular, um, Steiner's son and Chad Gable,
0: Breaker Academy.
1: <laughs> Braun, my
0: name is Braun Breaker. Bron Breaker Bron fucking Bron Breaker. Von Von Wagner. I hate <laughs> that fucking name. Oh my god! Man. I, I, no,
1: I, I love I love him in the ring. though. I, I like his move set. And he does wrestle a lot, like you said. Him, but... Just call him Rex Steiner. You
0: could have called him Rex Breaker. Anything. Come on. You Anything. don't got to. You know what
1: I'm saying? Re- the Braun
0: Breaker with 2Ks. Two 2Ks. Two 2Ks. Two
1: yeah, exactly. But anyway, as stupid as his name is, yes, I, I, I actually wouldn't mind them together either.
0: I mean, they, I mean, he could again. He could do magic with almost anyone, and even the stuff he's done with Otis, like I said, it has been, you know, pretty good to decent. Um, but Gable Stevenson, that could be an opportunity for them to revitalize his career and and maybe pick up on what they should have done back in twenty seventeen when they brought American Alpha back up to the main roster to compete because that was that was a team. It, it was. It wasn't one of those acts in NXT. American Alpha was not an act in NXT that you know had a short shelf life or that would not have gotten over on the main roster. You know, there there's some like like big, biggest example of this probably like uh well, Adam Rose. Adam right. Rose, great wrestler. I'm not saying anything against him, but the gimmick of, of you know, don't be a lemon, Level be a levels, red Yeah, that yeah, whole no. gimmick is it's <laughs> NXT. It's developmental. It, it's to yeah. get you over with a funny gimmick, fun gimmick, whatever. You get a pop the first time you come out, and then it dies off, and that's just the truth. Right. But American right. Alpha had staying power because the guys could work in the ring. If you gave yep. him – you didn't need to give him a lot of time. Give him two minutes every Raw – Cut a promo, have Chad Gable say, already willing, and Gable, boom. He throws his 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 rag just like I did this pen. Um, <laughs> sorry for the listeners of the podcast. Um, and and that's it. And yeah, They could have gone on the street. They could have been tag champions. And then you could have built to a big breakup angle. And, and those two would have made it work. That match would have been great. Right. But we'll never I mean, know.
1: But the, the biggest problem with... And, and, and we're not really talking about it. But the biggest problem is... Like he was doomed to fail anyway because Vince does not take care of tag teams. He doesn't care about tag team wrestling. Tag team wrestling not a big thing. It's it's a it's a second it's a second, you know, little little second string for his ass. He doesn't like he does not like tag team wrestling. That's why he doesn't really care about it. Like he doesn't really bring big big name tag teams in, in there.
0: Tag team wrestling, goddamn. Oh
1: who, who, who am I gonna put off? Yeah, this guy, <laughs> Ch- Ch- Chad Gable, who the and hell? And every chance he gets, breaks up look a good he's team. Little. I mean, he's got no he Look terrible. at Jordan
0: over here. <laughs> Ch- Jordan's got beef on him. I want I want a guy with beef. I want him to break bones. What's Rex Steiner's Rex name?
1: Broad Breaker. Every time you do Vince McMahon, I think a little bit of your life goes away. A I'm selling my away. soul to the devil. It, <laughs> it, I, I'm, I'm
0: definitely, it, it's definitely happening. I mean, to be fair, it's much less strain on my throat than the macho man impersonation. Was. Oh, like, one way, man. like, and, and like, you, you can do a macho man without, you know, just, just yeah, destroying you your voice, but you, you want to do a proper one, you gotta be like, oh, yeah, okay. so uh, I was walking down uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills Boulevard. Yeah, I was walking down Sunset Boulevard, I should say, and came over me the power of uh, the macho mania came over me yeah and I said to him uh, my <laughs> voice is pretty
1: right now so I'm not gonna speak too loudly <laughs> yeah yeah your voice gets really shot <laughs> I used to do macho man
0: when I was younger I can't do much anymore Yeah, well, yeah, Kids if you don't want your voice to sound shit like Trevor's Don't do a macho man Don't do macho man Yeah,
1: don't, <laughs> Definitely don't. don't Um,
0: But you know what you should do <laughs> You guys should hit that like button Subscribe and hit that notification bell So you get notified whenever a new video drops on the channel Hit that like button though To help the algorithm and help us grow If you're listening on Spotify Leave us uh, or, or Apple Podcasts Leave us a 5 star review and hit that follow button as well Let's go to the chat real quick <laughs> Um, Let's go to the chat real quick. Uh CC wants me to take off my Ravens hat. Ravens three and one, just won three in a row. Big shout out to them. Also, big shout out to the Cowboys, who've also won three in a row. I, mean, I don't like Think the Cowboys, but so. but I, but I like Dak. Think I like Dak. I hate Jerry. I hate Zeke. I hate every, almost everyone you on your team. You should
1: definitely hate Jerry. You should definitely hate uh, uh, the, the the coach. But Zeke and Dak, they're okay. <laughs> they're okay.
0: Dak is okay, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not taking his hat off. Anyway, Gable Stevenson, oh uh, yeah, since he said Gable Stevenson joined American Alpha or Alpha Academy, whatever, um, and since he says I'm changing my last name to Breaker, he
1: Breaker, he <laughs> Breaker, I love it.
0: Oh, there's there's <laughs> jokes there, aren't there? There are jokes there. You know what else there's jokes about, or there have been a lot of jokes about recently, Trev? Yes. Monday Night Raw because their ah, roster was yeah. really shit for the past year, but yeah, it, it got bad. it got marginally to pretty better, I, I would say, over this past uh, over the past weekend as the WWE draft results came in. So let's talk about the draft uh, and let's start off by talking about the Raw side of things. So if you can see here, here's a list of all of the major announcements, all of the major drafted. People who went to Raw, the superstars who got drafted to the Raw. Of those, the, the probably the most prominent are people like Biggie, Bianca Belair. Um, the women's tag team champions, if for whatever that uh, uh, means, because. Uh, WWE's booked that division terribly. Becky Lynch, the SmackDown Women's Champion, going over to Raw to to kind of uh, wield the 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 title there. That it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that name change there for the title. Alexa Bliss going over to Raw, staying there rather. Zelina Vega going over to Raw. A lot of big names: Ziggler, Bobby Roode, uh, Veer, Finn Balor. by himself. Uh, Finn Balor, obviously. Edge is going to Raw as well. So, a lot of big names on Raw right now. Uh, Gable Stevenson, who we mentioned earlier. But, Trevor, why don't you tell me, what's your reaction to some of these names and 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 just who went to Raw and, and what the future of the Raw roster kind of looks like
1: right now? You know, um, it's actually interesting. Uh, did I see Edge on there? I saw Edge on there. Yeah, right? Edge was on there. I was wondering if they were going to switch Edge over to Raw. Yeah. Um, this is kind of what we, what we uh, talked about last week, like them shaking some things up and throwing some big names over here. Just, I mean, just to get the ratings back, you know what I mean? Just, just to see what happens. And I, I think it's, a, I think it's good. I think it's a good idea. Um, I actually like that. They brought some of the, um, the other superstars, the, the female superstars, women superstars um, over here to try to help strengthen their, uh, the, the, the women's roster in, on, on rock, which is... I mean, don't get me wrong. They have some great ones, like Alexa Bliss, Rhea Ripley, you know, uh, uh, a woman like that. But, like, other than that, it, it was kind of weak. So, it was good to see that uh, put some staying power in, in, in there. Um, yeah, I think this is, I think this should work well. I Oh, Mia Yim, I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, how could Jackson? you miss the most important draftee, though? Dana... Fucking Brooke. I the, like Dana Brooke a lot. Honestly. I I like Dana Brooke a lot. She's just been misused yeah, in, just in a like weird everybody. way because she's she's always she's always had a spot on TV, which I don't have a problem with that. But but like she just goes out there and flexes. And yeah. She doesn't she doesn't even have anyone who speaks for her. Like it's just oh. like okay we can okay I I can do that. I mean not as good obviously as Dana Brooke because she's she's. she's, she's she battered <laughs> me. She kill me. But, um, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, but but look, you know, I, I want to say this because I complained for months uh, at nauseum about how WWE Raw was an inferior show to SmackDown, and a lot of the reasoning behind that had to do with the lack of depth on this roster. The Raw roster was depleted for the better part of the past year. And I don't know what it was, whether it was they refused to use people. I think it was in part they refused to use some people. And they kind of cycled in the same matches over and over again. Every single Raw, I felt like I was watching a repeat of what happened last week or a variation of what's been happening for the past six months. And I think a lot of that was because they just – they just the matches weren't fresh they and they weren't really trying to make them fresh so the draft kind of gave them an opportunity to create a better roster a foundation for feuds uh for over the next year and i think that's a good thing um you know Bobby Lashley's also and Seth Rollins are two other names that we didn't mention Liv Morgan yeah. going over to Raw we'll see hopefully uh, she can ignite some sort of feud there with with the women's title but i doubt that's going to happen with Bianca Belair being on Raw now um yeah. Yeah also the other interesting thing we'll talk about this more in depth later but charlotte goes over to smackdown with the raw women's title yeah. becky comes over to, to raw with the smackdown women's title <laughs> and i'm hoping i'm praying to god they don't do the, the the stupid thing where they just you know give uh give the they they do this little switcheroo it's with the belt title and, swap. Then, yeah. and then and then they just get charlotte an extra reign with a belt it's just like that like like and again i'm not against her having like all these reigns. she she has to break the record i got I, I understand that. That that's right. fine. I'm just like I, I hate the little switcheroo. Remember they did that a few years ago with the with the tag, tag team titles. Title. Yeah, it was Kurt Angle was just like, all right, switch them.
1: <laughs> it was like and one was, of the uh, most things. It the Street Profits and um and uh the other team Cesaro Cesaro and Sheamus. Was Cesaro Sheamus? I thought it was the Street Profits and um uh,
0: the New Day. It might have been. It might have been. Um, but I mean, either way, it was. It was two tag teams that you, you and I obviously can't remember for a valid reason because tag team wrestling yeah. has not been mattered to WWE for a long time. But, um, I but overall, uh, though, thoughts on Raw. Uh, what what would your draft grade for Raw be?
1: Mm. And I only give I only give this grade because we don't know what they're gonna do with them. Okay, and and in my mind that actually makes sense. So I'll say C. C, Ooh, you gotta you gotta elaborate a little bit. Why a C for raw? Oh well, raw sucks. Um, but um, oh come on, oh, no, we're talking about the draft. Though. We're talking about how they did in the draft. Like, I mean, well, when when, when I look at all these people, honestly, I, honestly, a C is probably too low. You're probably right. C is probably too low. Definitely it's, too low. I'm sorry. It's it's low. When you look at they, when you look they, at all these they, people. Yeah. It's definitely low. It's about a B plus. About a B plus. Okay. But I mean, the the thing is, the reason I gave that also gave that uh that that rating uh that grade was because i honestly don't think they're gonna do anything with these names i really don't see them doing anything with the talent they picked up i it and i know that's like kind of mean and just you know just kicking a horse before it gets a chance to ride but it's terrible i don't think they're gonna do much
0: man you are you, you are a debbie downer man i'm trying to i'm trying to build <laughs> raw up and you're out here trying to bring it down. I mean, look, if I had to give a draft grade to them, it would 100% be an A. They got Becky Lynch, the biggest star yeah, in pro wrestling The biggest period. star in pro wrestling.
1: She's back on they, the They right.
0: got Big E, who who is a great babyface champion. Uh, thank God they have a babyface champion, finally. They got uh, Bianca Belair, who was main event at WrestleMania last year. They and, and they got a great foundation for the women's division in getting people like Alexa Bliss, getting people like uh, Liv Morgan, uh, Mia Yim, you we mentioned so uh, Tegan Knox. We didn't talk about Tegan Knox. I, 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 uh, I just
1: saw her name and forgot about and, Tegan Nox. And, and, you I know, so, Tegan so Nox.
0: I they got a lot of primetime players, pardon the pun. And I, I think that this was worthy of an a what they do from here is probably going to be an F. I'm not going to lie to you, yeah. But but given what they had before and what they have now, I think this is a drastic improvement, a vast improvement on, on, on the landscape of Raw. Uh, yeah. so I give them an A, they did a great job. Please don't mess it up. These are a lot. You could do so much with this. You have three hours of TV a week. Don't fuck it up,
1: Vince. Yeah. He's already fucking up as we speak. Goddamn oh, goddamn, power. We're going to give. We're going to give. <laughs> we're going to give the title. Where are we going to put the. Where
0: is she? Where's Eva Marie? We're going to put the belt on her. <laughs> Who needs Becky Lynch?
1: When She's going to beat visit? everybody.
0: No, She's the real red-haired last kicker. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Vince, Vince, go away. Go away, <laughs> you, Vince. Don't come out. Uh, uh, anyway, um, but uh, uh, hey, Brooks. What, what, Brooks Warren is in the chat from uh, from HMO Podcast. Go check them out as well.
1: Uh, Brooks let-
0: Brooks Warren says Brooks in the chat says super happy for Biggie finally getting the chip. They need to whoop the bloodline at the pay per view. Whoop the bloodline. What? I thought you said whoop the bloodline. Like, yeah, we need to whoop the bloodline at the pay per view. Yeah, I want that to happen too. Um, whoop, them. whoop them good. Anyway, uh, speaking of whooping good, SmackDown got whooped pretty good by this whole draft. Like they got they lost a lot of their key pieces that were making really that did. show a prime time must watch show week in week out. Um, but. Let's take a look, rather, at some of the names that they did pick up. Because they picked up some primetime names here. Obviously, they kept Roman Reigns, picked up the Raw Women's Champion. Again, waiting to see how that plays out in Charlotte Flair. Drew McIntyre. Eventually, we're going to that McIntyre-Roman Reigns feud, uh, or we would hope. The New Day got split up here. (laughs) Boom. They put them back together, just split them up. Everyone called this one Kofi and Xavier going to SmackDown. Big E going to Raw. Uh, Happy Corbo going to SmackDown. Who cares? (laughs) Um, Other big names, though, that moved. Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, they moved over to SmackDown. Shotzi Blackheart moving over to SmackDown. You also got the likes of Shamo, Shayna Baszler, um, Zia Lee ricochet cesaro and umberto Carrillo. Going you also
1: to... forgot tony storm you forgot uh hit, hit hit row which i'm actually
0: oh yeah hit row I'm... i forgot about hit row we'll talk yeah. about hit row in just a second specifically because i i want to see i want to get your thoughts on them but what do you think about uh initial analysis about smackdown and the way they kind of uh fell into place
1: on this uh draft night they they definitely took a hit De- they definitely took it right but as well as SmackDown's been doing, I honestly can see them coming up with decent storylines for for these uh, these superstars. And I like, and I, I don't necessarily think that their um, their women's division took that much of a hit either. I think their women's division seems pretty solid too, with especially with the addition of Tony Storm. Um, it lost and, and star power though. It
0: lost star it, it, it power. It definitely did. It definitely Outside did. Outside of Charlotte Flair, like if we're being honest, I. Who do you have that's that that's like a perennial champion or or a, like you know right now a main event player in in you know Shana. in that women's division? Shayna. but not the way that she's been booked over the past. Yeah, the way she's been is, booked. No, but the, no. she yeah, the she, way she's been booked, been booked. She absolutely she, not.
1: she jobbed out to a doll. She did. She did. But I mean, let's be honest. Like no one on here, as far as the women's divisions, consider except for Charlotte Flair, is really star plow. I mean, Shotzi Blackheart um tony storm you got names that could be primetime players but have not been because they this is the first time on this main on main roster
0: that's fair I, I think the women's division obviously they take a big hit here uh it's gonna hopefully they they're better for this and they build stars out of it they still have sasha banks i i yeah. want to make that clear they still have sasha banks
1: so uh before I mean, you the internet, a lot of internet trolls come at me yep go ahead <laughs> yeah, you can put a lot of programs i think with tony storm and um and Charlotte and Charlotte Flair, I think that would be a great matchup. If you if you book it right, you got a, you got some potential matchups that could be that could be good. You just Shots, gotta well, well, right.
0: Tony Storm first of all is on Raw. Secondly, Shanty Blackheart. No, I Tony, Tony Storm's right was, here. No, she was on Raw. It
1: says right here on
0: SmackDown. Where?
1: Under Jeff Hardy.
0: Oh, we're cutting that one part out of the show. <laughs> 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 but, no, no, anyway, anyway, um, uh, but, no, no, look, I mean, look, Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart, they came out on a tank. Week yes. one, of uh, their debut episode, they came out on a tank. Everyone thought this was going to be amazing, and then what'd they do? They oh. jobbed, <laughs> and then yeah. they, you didn't see yeah. them. They, they won, they, didn't they, they won a chance at the SmackDown Damn, Tag Team titles, or, or, The titles, they wanted the 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 titles, and they never got their title uh, match ever. So uh, it's been inconsistent booking with them. I think that... You know the the biggest names to watch here. You know, outside of of course Unhindered, Gender, and 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 Main Event Shanky, are um, <laughs> <laughs> Main Event Shanky. Jesus. Oh, the words Jesus have never Christ. come out of anyone's mouth. I mean, <laughs> but ever. the biggest name here, obviously, it has to be Drew McIntyre. I think it has oh, yeah, to be Drew McIntyre. Absolutely. And that yeah. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre match—that is a WrestleMania main event level match. Two just big hosses beating the ever living crap out of each other.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, but they kind of had to take a hit. One, one program pro, program had to take a hit for the other to shine a little bit. Though. You know what I mean? Like, and if anyone had to, I would better, rather be off with uh, SmackDown, only because SmackDown can do a little more with these names than Raw could ever, ever do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to job them
0: all out with a SmackDown. I
1: created SmackDown.
0: I'm going to kill it. Um... Jesus, again, go away, Vince. Go away, go away, Vince. Um, uh, but you know, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about Hit Row. Hit Row. What did you think about Hit Row going to SmackDown and making their uh debut on the main roster? Also, I w- in just a minute, I want to get your thoughts on on some of the rules of this draft. We'll talk about that and the inconsistency oh, geez, of right.
1: that. Um, I like Hit Row. I do. I liked it Row on um NXT. I I thought it was a shame because uh. What's his name had had to drop the belt? I'm assuming he had to drop the belt, the uh, North American Championship, Um, but I'm not sure. Anyway, but I I love Hit Row. I I think they're I think they're they're put together well. I I like most of the members. Um, I I think they're great on the mic. It's interesting that they did put them on. I think if they didn't put um put the uh, hurt business back together. They would have put them on um on SmackDown. I mean, it is,
0: yeah. I, I like Hit Row, and I like that. I'm interested to see what they do and how they do on the main roster. I just don't know if WWE is going to have the patience with them as they probably should. No. Um, that's probably my biggest concern there. Other than that, I I think they're going to be fine. Um. I do want to talk about the rules of this draft because, man, what the hell is up with this? So, you have Hit Row, right? A team of, of how many people are in Hit Row, by the way? It's four, isn't it? It's like what four it? people, right? It's yeah. like four or five people are in Hit Row, right? So, you got them. Somehow, they qualify as like one one pick, right? One pick. But the New Day, who has been an established group for a very long time, don't? No. It, like, it makes no sense. What, like, what's going on with that? And then you got Veer and Shank. You're telling me Veer, Shanky, and Jinder did not sign up as a cohesive unit here in I this draft? Would've. I thought they would have. And then apparently they didn't. Apparently Jinder and... the Hurt
1: Business didn't either, though. It looks like. The Hurt Business didn't sign up as one either. But they were I, broken up until recently anyway. So that makes. I, I mean, who knows,
0: man? It, it, it's, it's weird. It is weird the way that these rules... I mean, look. It's kayfabe. Get it. It's... It's still real to me, damn it. Um, but, 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 oh! In all seriousness, I mean, you gotta have some foundation of, of rules, even in even in a TV show, even in a TV show, even in Breaking Bad, there are rules in in that show. It was. There are definite rules in that show. There's definitely constructs you have to work within. With 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 this draft, it doesn't seem like that's the case. With this draft, it just seems like. Well, goddamn, pal, we're gonna we're gonna break up the the New Day. Uh, but Vance, oh sorry, sorry, uh, uh, who who's who's one of the Stooges now? Oh, Vince. Oh, god, I'm just gonna kill my voice. Oh, Vince. But but the New Day, they're 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 a tag team too, and they're they're a member of three. So so unless you want to do that, Vince, unless you wanna 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 get rid of them and and split them up, we can do that, Vince. I love you. Your muscles are still so big. Um, what was that supposed to be? Uh, John Laryngitis. Um,
1: <laughs> John Laryngitis. Yeah.
0: Yeah, John Laryngitis. Um, you know, but but seriously, the rules, my, my friend, the rules of this draft make no sense. It is like the you ever seen that Dave Chappelle sketch where they had the the race draft?
1: Yes. yes. You remember
0: when? You remember when? Like everyone was picking singles. You know, like like mm-hmm. there were individuals being picked. Tiger Woods went number one overall, and then they got to the Asian delegation, and they picked the entire Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, 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 I feel like the, the same rules kind of apply to here, where it's just like if you picked, if you pick two members of the New Day, that's what you're gonna get. But if you picked, like you know, the entire uh, hit row, I would have just picked the entire uh, SmackDown
1: roster if I was exactly. to take like, you know, the whole roster and bring it this way, please. Thank you. Just bring the whole bring
0: the show. Bring Roman Reigns. You're telling me I would have traded the entire Raw roster for Roman Reigns if I was Raw. <laughs> but <laughs> no rules. It didn't make sense. I get it. It they. It's a show, whatever. But I'm just saying, have you got to work with within some par- parameters, some constraints? Make it yeah. seem, make it seem. I don't want to say realistic, but just make it seem like, like an actual draft. You're 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 building it up as a draft. Make it have some rules. But right. Trevor, with that being said, what do you? What grade would you give SmackDown for this draft? Uh, how do you think the roster kind of plays out from here?
1: This one definitely gets a C for me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I see some uh, potential uh, if they if they do it right. But like you said, they got to make some stars. So, uh, and that's not hard to do. But with WWE, everything's hard. So I'm gonna give it a C.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd probably go C-plus here. Uh, the plus is just, an, an, it would have been a C for me if it hadn't been for the fact that they kept Roman Reigns in the bloodline right. and Sasha Banks. I think those, those are three people that you didn't want to lose. Um, also, this, th- the the, the for, for people who are wondering, the draft doesn't go into full effect until October 22nd, so there's some time here to finish up storylines. Um, what I will say here is, I think that there's a lot of names on here that could be game changers, especially in the men's division and the tag team division. There's a lot yeah, of tag teams. Here. The SmackDown tag team absolutely. division could be thriving, but I am worried that the lack of star power that it has had is going to hurt this show because there's not a, outside of Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, okay, Drew McIntyre. Outside of that, I mean main event main event scene
1: yeah.
0: main event scene main event scene. Come on. I'm, I, look, love yeah. I love Kofi I love Dave. They're They're, 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 not...
1: they're definitely
0: Miller carters. Yeah. But... yeah i and I'm and look, I'm not saying they I'm talking about comparatively to where Smackdown was before. Right, right. That's what right, you have to right. compare it to. Like, right. like it, they are worse off before, and they're going to have to build. They're going to I mean, have they, to they build. They do have Seamus. Stars.
1: now. You can work around with Seamus.
0: He's a great uh, worker. He's yeah. just not been built up as a main eventer. No, like, I mean, like, you know I'm what all, I mean, though, I mean, Trevor. Yeah. No, 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 to I'm have not no, nitpicking. I no, 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 no. You obviously have to explain it because you don't know what I mean. So let me explain, sir. Okay, please explain. Explain. Allow me to read. Please explain That well, if you let me talk, I might explain it. You know, you <laughs> let me. I'm muted. That's it. Muted. You're muted. I'm. I'm sick of this. Always interrupted me on my show. Damn it. I'm gonna ask you to politely unmute yourself now. But, but, damn it. I don't even know what I was saying. Anyway. But, <laughs> but raw. But sorry. Smackdown is just. It's. It's. I just think that there, it's going to be an uphill battle for this for this brand moving forward. In all seriousness, I I, uh, and I and I think the way that Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods have been built up as main eventers, main eventers on Raw is not the same thing as main eventers on Smackdown was over the past year. It's just two different things.
1: No, I, I, I totally agree with you, but I mean, like you do have good workers though. that that that's
0: well, no. That, well, that's not WWE's problem. WWE's problem no, for no. for the past like whatever years has not been that. Oh, they they don't have good workers. They have they have they still have probably some of the best workers, if not over the past ten years, they've had the best workers in the entire world. Right. You could even argue they still have a, a, as a roster, they have the best workers. You could even argue, even with AEW, oh, I do. I I but but the problem is when you get into this this I guess how they're uh, used and how they're used has just not been good and not been consistent over the past 10, 15, 20 years.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, guys who have been like star status years before aren't used as star status now, like Sheamus was a star status at one point, um, you know, new day, whatever, but now they're not. And I, and I, and I did get what you're saying. I get what you're saying now. I'm just saying, you know, if you have these workers, depending on how you use them, you might be able to build them up. And that's what they're going to have to do to have stars on this show. OK, I, I
0: just didn't know why you need to interrupt me every five seconds.
1: Because I don't like your face. <laughs> <laughs> well, if
0: you don't like my face, I'll help you out here. I'll help you out. <laughs> Boom. Boom, boom! Right there <laughs> that's all you're gonna see for the rest of this episode. Just right, this, this face oh, for, for our wonderful viewers on, I
1: looking at, on NXT. Jesus, uh, Christ,
0: don't dude. talk about it. But for our wonderful <laughs> viewers on YouTube, we're seeing my glorious face and only my face on the screen. Uh, please bastard. hit that, hit that like <laughs> button, guys. Subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released for anyone listening on Spotify. I'm so sorry you were subjected to all of my impersonations. I will try to keep those on the (laughs) download from now on, or to a minimum at least. Um, Anyway, something else that has been kept to a minimum, Trevor, recently has been Walter on WWE TV because he's not, since he lost the Dragon Dragunov, he has not been on WWE TV. He's not been on NXT UK, not been on NXT, haven't seen him. And there are some reports floating out there about Walter and what his future might be in WWE. And the reports in August stated that WWE were keen for Walter to appear consistently on NXT moving forward. But the switch to NXT 2.0 uh, has kind of put that on hold um, regardless of the talent that Walter is, uh, he will have you know he'll have no trouble putting on clinics wherever he is. So the right now it's still in the works. He's still in the United States. But what do you think about this? What is next for Walter in WWE? He's been NXT champion, NXT UK champion for like the past year. What is next for him, and what should be next for him?
1: I mean, if you're gonna bring him on American television, the, I mean, in, in American promotions, the biggest thing you should probably do is have him be nxt champion at some point like i mean nxt champion or even you know even put him on the main roster and push him up to the champion thing but the thing is at this point i i I don't know what what else you can do he's done i mean he's done almost everything at this point like unless he wants to go to an uh, outside of another to another promotion he's almost everything. done everything
0: every everything he's done okay he he's, he did I'm, one i'm thing. talking
1: about in you in the uk in in, 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 in the in UK, uk
0: okay yeah you know about i say well clear that yeah. up man Let's get in the UK.
1: Context. <laughs> in uk he's pretty much done everything you do on that particular show so i mean what else what else do you need him for
0: i mean i i would like to see him i would i mean here's the thing I'm not sure about the main roster. We'll talk about that in just a second. But if he does go to like NXT proper, like NXT 2.0, as they're (laughs) calling it nowadays, I I think that would be interesting seeing him with with um, Tommaso Ciampa. I don't know if he's like the vibe of NXT 2.0. Really? He was like a he fit the vibe of NXT and NXT UK and then the backdrop and everything. I just – I don't know if he fits really with what NXT 2.0 is doing. I could see Walter being there, being successful, but the optics just wouldn't be right. I don't think he's the type of person for that show. He's not the type of character for that NXT 2.0 show. They seem like they're going in a more – you know, a more – you know, that they're still going to be having great matches and everything. But they're going a little more sports entertainment-y. They they want colorful personalities, obviously. We saw that with that – that whatever that was that honeymoon with uh, uh with with Dexter Loomis and and uh, Indy it was interesting the old uh, big stack of uh, you know what's and just getting to work good good for them happy they're enjoying <laughs> the married life um but I don't know if Walter necessarily fits that so that's why I I personally I, I think if he's going to do stuff in the U S it would probably be on the main roster at this point.
1: And I, I don't think the main roster would treat him right, though.
0: Why do you think that?
1: Uh, only because in the past they have not done well by with wrestlers they brought up, and I don't think. I mean, he, to me, it's very easy to, to do right by Walter. It, it's not hard to treat Walter right and and to boost Walter in uh in WWE, honestly. But I don't think they're going to. Uh, I think his. He's just
0: so good. How do you yes. not use him? He's so good. He is a machine, a wrestling machine. This dude beats the lumps out of people. He's He's got this... Nobody in WWE, maybe outside of Roman Reigns and, and Becky Lynch when she's not doing goofy heel stuff, <laughs> has the presence of Walter. When he walks in the entire atmosphere of the entire place, the entire arena changes when Walter arrives into an arena. And there's not a lot of people in WWE that have that effect. He does. So for me, it's kind of reconciling that fact because it is a fact. Walter has that kind of presence, that appeal. He works in the ring. He doesn't need to say much. His promos are still great, even though he doesn't say much because he just comes in and whips your ass and he's not afraid of anyone. That's the thing that makes Walter Walter. uh, So... Vince, honestly, with him, has a great heel. Whether he goes to Raw or SmackDown, he could be a great heel uh, champion, like taking the belt off of Big E. And then Big E has to chase Walter. And Walter just runs a rough shot through the entire Raw roster until Big E gets his moment back or someone else gets over. Like That could be a big... guy. That, that could work, I think. I think on SmackDown it wouldn't work because you wouldn't be able to put him in that main event scene right away. But Walter is a main eventer, though. That's the thing. He's not a mid-carder. He is a main event player. So if he comes in, he has to be in the main event. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, would you guys in AEW darling, say everybody should be in the main event? I'm like, no, 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 no. Chad Gable, should he be in the main event right now? No, he shouldn't be. Oh. There, should any of the people that I talk about, or should they all be in a main event? No, I say they can be. That's different. Walter is someone who definitely should be in the main event because he's that damn good. He's that damn of a draw. He's that damn imposing. And he will get a baby face over when he, when he gets beaten. Look what happened to Ilya Dragunov. They literally had the match of the year up until, you know, like, 3 weeks ago like they had one of the best matches of the entire year on NXTT on NXT uh takeover 36 in front of like nobody and and they, people thought it was the match of the year. So he he's just he's a needed main event guy. I don't know how else to say it. It would be a tragedy if they found a way to ruin Walter. It would be a a literal tragedy if they found a way to ruin this guy.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. It's too many, too much potential to put him in the um and in, in the main roster on Raw, it's too many guys he can potentially match up against. It's too many opportunities you can you can uh, throw toward him. Oh,
0: man, I'm sad now. No, you know what would make me happy though.
1: Oh, dear God. If people hit that like
0: button, subscribe and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new videos released. I'm imagining the people who listen to us on the Spotify and Apple Podcasts are pretty pissed about me saying that every like 10 minutes on this show.
1: They should be. If they aren't, they should
0: be. If they aren't, they should be. Well, you know who's <laughs> Well you well, you know who's uh who's not pissed right now.
1: Blood and wild.
0: <laughs> what was that was that your? that was a uh... terrible
1: song <laughs>
0: okay well we're gonna ignore that completely but <coughs> um but atashi onita was the subject of the most recent episode of dark side of the ring chronicling his story blood and wire onita's fmw sorry about that uh and it was an interesting one, Trevor. It was an interesting uh, documentary. It talked about some of the stuff we knew already. We already knew about Onita and and FMW and what they were. The, he obviously had that great match with Terry Funk. Uh, that death match where where they 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 protected each other and then they ran out uh, with each other and cried after the <laughs> match. They and well, Terry Funk's always crying. Big shout out to sure. Terry Funk. We love you, but. This we learned a lot about the inner workings of FMW and how it came to be and a little bit about Onita's past. And Onita, for those of you who don't know, Deathmatch legend from the nineties. Watch anything. Watch his documentary, but watch any match he had in the nineties in FMW. It is amazing. He was great. Uh, he he had great match. He actually had a good run in all Japan for a while before he got injured. And the documentary talked about that, but Trevor, what did you what did you think about this documentary? What did you kind of know going in? What do you kind of know going in and what did we learn?
1: Um death I knew about the death matches. Uh, I knew about FNW. I uh I won't I won't say I was very uh educated about the uh, FNW, but I did know about it. Um I learned a lot watching this. Um just like you said just the inner workings uh about his one of his partners that he uh, he worked with, uh, it, a lot of the stuff that I didn't know was here. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was. I thought this episode was very informative. I thought it was actually one of the best I've seen so far, um, and and also still somber <laughs> and kind of sad, but good all the way, all the way through.
0: Yeah, this was again. Uh, you think you you hit the nail on the head. It was one of the more informative episodes, and it it, it kind of took you behind the scenes of the inner workings, like I said, of FMW, and how Onita put matches together, and how what he built the entire company around. He built the entire company around, you know, Deathmatch Wrestling. Yes, and that was the draw. It was one of the draws, right. obviously, but it was also Onita himself. Onita was the star of the show, and yeah. it, he was the the sympathetic babyface, willing to put himself through anything to be his opponent. Literally, look at this. What is happening right here? He's he's putting it. There's fire outside the rings. They they told a story about this. this was a tag team match with Onita and a partner versus Sabu and his uncle, the Sheik. They they it was an inferno, a, a burning barbed wire inferno match. Right, and what happened is the flames on the ropes on the barbed wire got so massive that they had they had to crouch down in the middle of the ring and. Only three people escaped. Only three people escaped, and then Sabu's uncle, the Sheik, was stuck in there and got like third degree burns on his back. And they continued the match.
1: Yep, kept going.
0: The '90s were going. a wild time, kids. And what and what I found so fascinating was Onita. He, he he turned himself into a star. He was a self made star in the in the truest sense of the word. And that honestly gave me a more profound respect for Onita because I I had watched his matches I, I knew about him but I didn't know this in depth knowledge about him and getting to hear it from himself getting to hear it from the people around him uh, it it was in, it was really fascinating you know I thought one of the most insightful people in this entire documentary if we're uh, being honest was uh, actually uh, Sabu who said I owe my career to Onita. I and and that was interesting because he really gave Onita
1: or or Sabu his start in pro wrestling. He did, definitely did, and that I wasn't totally sure about. I I heard that, but I wasn't completely clear if that was uh, if that's how it really happened until I watched it last night the other night.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and you know I guess we also heard the stories about what happened afterwards so onita eventually retired he wanted to go do um you know martial arts movies action movies talk shows and he was big he was on talk shows every single day during FMW during the height of FMW and then he goes away from the company he puts it in the hands of this his ring announcer and then he kind of they, they, and then it was mismanaged from there, kind of, yeah. and, and the ring announcer ends up uh, taking his own life, and then they try to revive it, and it just didn't work. It just seemed like they tried to, they tried one too many times to, to kind of revive it, and they tried to make it more sports entertainment-y, which wasn't the draw of it. And then that oh. gets into the whole conversation of why would you destroy what made your whole company special? Uh, yeah. So, so that was interesting. We got to hear from Terry Funk, uh, which amazing. Uh, Terry Funk talking about Onita and and saying that you know he loves him but he hates him. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it's it's very relatable. Honestly, Terry Funk came off as one of the most relatable people in that. Whole interview, um, and then they talked about uh, Hayabusa, who a little known wrestler in America. People don't rarely hear about him, but Hayabusa in the '90s was yeah, supposed to be the successor, essentially, of Onita. Uh, had great matches in Japan in the '90s. Hayabusa was uh, was innovative, high-flying style, great, uh, and and really good worker, interesting look, had it yeah. all, and then it was obviously taken away when he uh, messed up a – or when some, an accident happened. I'm not going to say he messed it up because that's not true. Uh, an accident happened. He slipped while doing a moonsault off the ropes, and he landed on his neck. He was paralyzed from neck down. And getting to hear from uh, their perspective on that, and when he finally walked again at an FMW reunion show, and the fact that Inoki – uh, Fujita all these amazing legends Ali uh, the great baba came out for the, to see him uh, walk for the first time that was that was so powerful to me and and yeah, it was and, and it kind of shows you how pro wrestling you know for all how as dark as it can be it's called dark side of the ring it can also be you know a beautiful at sometimes
1: yeah it, it's sometimes some of the stories you hear of, of especially back in the day wrestling it kind of like it, it paints a picture it paints a picture and you can you can feel it you can see it and sometimes it's a it's a pretty one and other times it's, it's dark and scary one but all in all it's it's good to be in, immersed in that that history and learn yeah. you know, learn about it
0: what would you say are, are probably a one one or two lessons or one lesson that's that people can probably take away from this a documentary
1: this one um uh well one don't um I guess don't ever let work work you and I feel like that's the big one of the biggest things I feel like with especially with Onita leaving to pursue bigger bigger things because I mean it made sense because Onita was big at the time and he wanted to pursue a better bigger career but I, I honestly just think the company was too big for the announcer to 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 do and unfortunately it, it took his toll. And I think that's, that's pretty much what happened. Like, you know, and, and another thing that a lot of people do and they do it in all aspects of life. is it was, what brings you to the big dance, keep doing it, you know, and don't shy from it.
0: Trevor Sutton just called. Onita a mark for himself. <laughs> Onita versus Sutton. You think you're special? You do.
1: <laughs> uh, that's hilarious.
0: Oh, I, oh my God! You, you can already see the oh that. that. The wheels are spinning, man. I want to see you. I want to see you wrestle in a barbed inferno match.
1: Yep, and see me get carried out in the barbed inferno match. <laughs> yeah, so you get,
0: you're gonna get carried out and just like yeah. on a stretcher, just like.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Vince McMahon WrestleMania 22 versus Shawn Michaels getting oh, carried shit. out, just like oh my god, what a, 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 a Satan himself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a transition there guys if you haven't already hit that like button please help out the algorithm hit that like button subscribe hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new videos release ryan woodridge is in the chat here saying hi bro do you see drew mcintyre could become both raw and smackdown champion i do not see that I think no, they're gonna no. keep those main belts separate i could see him becoming uh he could be the one to defeat roman that's something we haven't talked about he could be the one to defeat roman i think uh, yeah
1: eventually I, can, I i can see that definitely
0: It's very possible. Ryan also asks, hi, bro. Do you think – I love how Ryan – Ryan makes me feel loved. He always – it starts every message with hi, bro. Uh, Ryan Woodridge asks, uh, hi, bro. Do you think the Usos could go to Raw and challenge the tag team champions and become uh, the basically unified tag team champions? I don't think it's going to happen. They're basically staying on SmackDown. There's really no reason for them to go to Raw. Um, I do think that their tag team title run could end very soon. I, I think we'll, we'll talk about that down the line. Yeah. Um, Ryan also asks, which NFL team should I pick uh, in this weekend's game? Well, I will let you know about that later on this week on one of my Sports Talk episodes. Uh, Brandon Harrison also in the chat says, what's good, gents? What's good, Brandon? Good to see you. Welcome. Hit that well, like button if you, for you for haven't for already. For um, uh, as I as as I go into uh, professional shill mode, as I like to do on this show. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, keep those questions coming, guys. Um, also, if since uh since Ryan uh talked about uh, since he talked about uh, the NFL real quick, I want to break a little news here on our our Wrestle Talk show. Trevor, in season surprise, Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys have released. Pro Bowl linebacker Jalen Smith
1: Are you effective immediately.
0: Jalen Smith is off the Dallas Cowboys, so uh, your linebacking uh, core, which is already struggling a little bit, er- uh, already is uh, oof. Lost in, losing losing Jalen Smith. Uh, Trevor is a Cowboys fan. Trevor, let us know what you think right now.
1: Oh God, <laughs> Je- dude, Jerry Jones needs to just like retire. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Ugh, dude unless we pick up someone else like viable i don't really see why that was even necessary especially right now since a lot i mean it's struggling but it's actually not doing that bad like and you take away one of the, one of the harder workers right now whatever he's like your leading tackler
0: for the past like four years man like i don't exactly is, like, like like he's not a sack he's not gonna get sacks or whatever that's also not the position he plays he's exactly he's there to make tackles and make stops
1: he, Generally does that. Fuck it. Oh dude, that's like getting rid of Randy Gregory. That'll be dumb as fuck. That'd be dumb as fuck. <laughs> dumb as fuck. I,
0: I, I wonder what the reason was for this. I mean, uh, because how do you release Jalen Smith for no reason? Yeah, like
1: there's was no this reason guy, he wasn't he like a first round pick? Yeah, or, no, or... no, 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 no. He was a second round pick. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Oh, because he was Jerry he was hurt the year we got him. And, and we trained, and he rehabbed, and we, he played in, like, what, two years? But, yeah, but stupid. So fucking dumb. <laughs> well,
0: well uh Trevor, you'll be happy to know that pro bowler Jalen Smith says he is excited about future opportunities that lie ahead.
1: Uh, I know he is. I'm sure he is. <laughs> of course. And he's going to come back and fuck us, like uh, he always does. Yeah, as you can tell,
0: <laughs> Trevor is very happy about this. You oh, know what? That's... One thing Trevor might not be happy about. Hearing the name Tessa Blanchard on this podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about this and because this is a – it is a story. So uh, Fightful reported that Tessa Blanchard, who was released from Impact a few week, weeks – not weeks ago. She was released way longer than <laughs> half, like, like a year and a half ago. A year ago, anyway, yeah. Anyway, um, so Tessa Blanchard apparently is back in the news. Fightful reported that Tessa Blanchard is set to sign with a new wrestling company – Women of Wrestling. She's making a return to Women of Wrestling as they are rebooting um, later on this year, so we'll keep an eye out for that. But at a press con, comp- a press conference is apparently currently being planned for um, this week to make the relaunch official. Beyond Blanchard and unnamed former wa- uh, women, Women of Wrestling, a wrestler will be involved in the promotion, although the roster has not been fully constructed up until this point. Um, This would be the first time we've seen Tessa Blanchard really in ring at all since the accusations of bullying, making racist remarks, and and all of that happened um, just about a year, year and a half ago. And she hasn't wrestled since. WWE tried to get her, and then there was apparently nuclear heat backstage about it. Um, AEW, there's also nuclear heat backstage about uh, the possibility of getting her. And so, Trevor, what do you kind of make of this? What do we think of this? Um, And... Do you think that there's ever going to be a place where Tessa Blanchard actually can wrestle on a major show?
1: Well, here's the thing. Um, not and, and not to take anything away from Tessa Blanchard, I have to say this first. Great in-ring performer. She has all the talent in the world. Her views on other things I do not agree with. And I do not agree with her, um, the way she carries herself in the back. But with all that said, she is a great performer. Any promotion would be happy to have her as the performer if she didn't carry a lot of t- uh, toxic energy with her. Um, also, congratulations to the Wild. good to see them back up and running. Um, but honestly, if, if Alberto Del Rio is, is still wrestling, but he's not, he's only wrestling for smaller promotions, he's not wrestling for major promotions. But I could see her do that, right? I could see her do, like, smaller promotions. Even wanting too much to do with her. As toxic as she is in the locker room is, and with the re- remarks that she's made, And I don't see too many big promotions wanting to do with her, which is a shame because most big promotions want the talent she has, she possesses. But I just don't think much people will touch her. And that's just yeah. my opinion.
0: Yeah, I I, I honestly agree. Uh, So the thing is, and it's not a universal, it's not a universal idea of, you know, oh, it's been long enough. I'm not one of those people who just thinks like, oh, it's been long enough. Uh, You know, she's been out of there. You know, let's bring her back into the fold because uh, what she's accused of doing. And again, these are accusations. I don't I wasn't there, but they're credible accusations from what we've heard. The things that she said were not only problematic, not only wrong, but destructive for a locker room and destructive right. to have that person on top in the locker room. Um So and again, I want to sh- emphasize this. This isn't a thing where, oh, we need to cancel Tessa Blanchard. This is that's not the focus of this whole thing. Do I think she should wrestle? She should wrestle. I, I don't if she's look if she genuinely believes the stuff that she's accused of saying then no i don't think That's the really i don't right. think the boys the the girls everyone in the back i don't think they should allow their company to sign her that doesn't mean she should be barred from wrestling forever no i i do believe that you know there's measures that can be taken if she truly realizes why what she said and her actions were wrong you know because look look there's a difference between what you know other people in wrestling are accused of and what Tessa Blanchard is accused of. Tessa Blanchard is accused of saying terrible things, exhibiting bullying behavior, things that can be uh, remedied over time, things that can be fixed with the proper guidance, counseling, whatever, right? Then, you know, actions taken in the past, like we talked about Ric Flair on this show a few weeks ago. Those are reprehensible. Those are those are like actions you've taken. You can't take those back. You know, I, that's why I think, you know, it, it's not a thing like, oh, Tessa Blanchard can never wrestle again. I don't know if she'll ever wrestle again. I don't know if she'll ever wrestle for a ma- major promotion again. Should she ever wrestle? I think eventually she will. That One, that's just how the the wind kind of blows. And two, I think there should be people at least, or, or she should be reaching out maybe to people to kind of, one, understand why what she did was wrong and, and, you know, I don't know what the, – there's no real way to make amends or, or say sorry. That's not enough. I mean, the the most you can do is really learn from what she did and honestly accept it and then – really show herself by her actions and, and how she carries herself moving forward if she ever wants to be signed by an, a- an AEW or signed by a WWE. That's how... It's the, my view of it. So it's not as clear-cut as, oh, she'll never wrestle again because she is a, you know, she's like terrible person, canceled forever. I don't think it's that clear-cut and I don't think it's as clear-cut as, oh, it's been long enough. Let, let's just have her... Let's just no. have her come back. No, no. I think there's... Uh, it, there's it's more nuanced than that is what i'm trying to say
1: yeah i, I totally agree and again like you like you touched upon is accusations we don't know what went on we weren't there but honestly if if i'm a big promotion i'm not i don't think i'm testing the waters until it's remedied you know what i mean until until like you said qu- um canceling or even just find out what really happened
0: and I think this WOW thing could be potentially a first step of that. How she really carries herself backstage and and with mm-hmm. the locker room here could be a big test as to how she would do uh, elsewhere.
1: Yeah, this this is a good test. I, I think it's a smaller promotion. I mean, it is a big deal because it's coming back, you know, from its hiatus. But it is a smaller promotion, and I, I think this will help us see uh, what what's going on. You know,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Tessa Blanchard, um, great wrestler. She, great wrestler. I want to emphasize that for all the all the people who are going to defend her in the comments of this video, that but it doesn't excuse what she said. And again, what she said, I don't think amounts to a permanent ban from life um, either. If she takes proper measures to understand why what she said was wrong, and exactly. I feel like that's a that's an understandable statement. It's an understandable uh, point to be made. And I think we we probably need more of that in our in our entire society. And and let's also not forget this. I, and this is again, I'm not trying to defend her. People are going to spin this around as me trying to defend her. No, what she said was reprehensible. She was also, she's also fairly young. She's 20 she's yeah. what 23, 24 right now. Yeah. Again, she's an adult. She's grown grown ass woman, but she, but a lot of this happened apparently when she was coming up. So that kind of plays into maybe the immaturity factor plays into it as well. You just gotta, I, I'm just one of those people. I hope and pray people get better uh, as they get older. So there's right. some people who do and they work past those type of problems and they actually help remedy problems that, um, that come up with other people in the locker room over time. And there's some people that don't move forward from that. Um, what Tesla Blanchard is hope maybe we'll find out with the revival of wow. I
1: hope so. I
0: definitely do hope so. I hope so too. I hope so too. Um, let's go to the chat real quick. Where uh, CC has just noticed that my hat has turned around, and just for you, CC, it's going right back the way, the other way, so you can <laughs> see the wonderful logo of the leaders of the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, CC also says, "I don't think he knows what to think." I'm assuming that's about uh, the Jalen Smith news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Woodridge in the chat says, hi, bro. What did you thought of the draft last night? What superstar will break out from the draft? So we covered the draft actually earlier on this episode. So Ryan, you can actually go back and watch that um, either right now if you want to or, you know, after this ends, after the show ends. But we covered that at nauseum. The person who I personally think is going to be the big breakout star uh, is going to be uh, I, I think it could I think it's going to be Shotzi Blackheart I, I, I have a lot of, of of Goodwill And I have a lot of confidence In her abilities on Smackdown No, it's
1: sh- Shotzi Because the, the uh, What's the name Was was messed up And now Shotzi is on Smackdown or Raw I think she's on Smackdown Okay No, because before I said Tony Storm And I'm just making sure it's Okay <laughs> But yeah, I think I think Shotzi is. But yeah, I can see Shotzi's really breaking out being a breakout star. Because she's good. She's definitely good. Oh, okay. and okay. also Tegan Knox as well. Tegan Knox. Tegan
0: and Shotzi.
1: <laughs> they don't have any last
0: names. It's a, we're gonna we're gonna name her what's her name? Shotzi Blackheart? We're gonna get rid of Shotzi and get rid of
1: <laughs> Black. Blackheart.
0: No, no, we're not gonna get rid of heart. (laughs) Just heart. We're gonna get rid of. of... She's gonna be heart. Give me the heart. And I'm gonna screw her over again. I'm gonna screw another heart over. It's gonna be amazing. (laughs) <laughs> gonna, she's gonna... Jesus, let me but stop. i, I could definitely
1: i could definitely agree uh with Shotzi blackheart I, I definitely agree with that you're an idiot oh <laughs> i'm an
0: idiot but i love it and you know what i'm i'm an idiot who has fans who are wonderful because they have been doing what i've been telling them by hitting that like button so that help out so help they help the algorithm grow uh stumbling over my words again today but um they're also hitting that subscribe button as well for our this wonderful first time very here. interesting. This chat is very interesting. Uh, you want to read out the chat while I uh, prepare the next segment.
1: Sure, sure. Um, let's see. Uh, Sophia New NYC says, "I think Tessa has has known knows her mistakes, and she hung out with the wrong people in the indie wrestling." I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. But <laughs> I mean, the, and that's and that's part of what you were saying or, too earlier, Omar. Like mm. the growing up process, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's to be seen again. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like, you know, it's not, nor is it really my place with this to be like, Oh, she's done forever from. Alex. Oh no, that's, no. I, Cause you know, I
1: don't think but, that's true. And, and and I know you don't either, but it's just, and it's not our place to speculate something like that, but let's just hope That's like, for the locker
0: room to decide. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, for lock exactly, room to
1: decide. Exactly. exactly. Um, Sophia NYC, Ryan, the only thing I can personally tell you Jacob up for two if I two is going to WWE after he drops the belt for uh Alex Hammerstone. I what? don't think he's going, think he's going to WWE. No, bro, yeah, I don't think so. Mr. MLW, how dare you! No, no,
0: no, 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 no.
1: I, I agree with mostly everything you say, Sophia, but that one I didn't. Mm -mm.
0: Mm -mm -mm. No, 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 not today.
1: Okay. And uh, she says, she says, Liv Morgan should should have been the NXT breakout star before Sassy and Tegan. Liv,
0: Liv Morgan hasn't been in NXT for like
1: five years.
0: It's no, been she a hasn't.
1: Movie. But she, she should definitely be a breakout star. They should definitely use her more in the WWE, She's, She was a breakout
0: star this summer. She was. She should have won Money in the Bank. I don't she know why should've. she didn't. They built she up the entire match. Should've. The entire match was built up for Liv Morgan to win, and then they were just like, "We're gonna give it to, to, to." Who won it? I can't even remember.
1: Uh, um. They. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nikki Ash. I there you go.
0: It. I That's learned why. forgot. I
1: was like, wait, oh, wait, yeah, yeah.
0: Then yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, super Nikki. Money in the bank. Yes. <laughs> Love you, Nikki Cross. But man, Nikki A S H. Uh, last comment before we move on to our next segment. Trevor, it was a time. Oh, Trevor, it was a time beer money. Robert Rood and James Dorn was caught by racial slur. So there was a time where that happened. I don't I don't remember hearing about
1: that. Maybe I don't remember, hearing I, don't, it, I don't remember sure. hearing I I I won't doubt it, you know, I'm not going to sit here and doubt it cuz anything can happen, but you know. Interesting.
0: Interesting. We'll uh, we'll get our uh, professional fact checkers um on that because that's in, that I've never I haven't heard about. Uh at least yeah, I haven't heard about either of those interesting anyway let's move on and talk about uh aew let's get into some aew news because they always got something fun going on <laughs> with something fun going on all elite <laughs> um before we do though please hit that like button subscribe hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new videos released trevor aew is Two years old. Uh, So they got a huge event, AEW, the two-year anniversary event, live on Wednesday um, on TNT. A lot to talk about there. We're going to talk about the ladder match in just a second, but just let's talk to me. Two years ago, the idea of AEW being a promotion, the idea of AEW being a product, it it was... We didn't know what it was going to be. They had Double or Nothing, and then they really came into their own. People were like, oh, wow, Double or Nothing might be one of the greatest pay-per-view events ever, and that was the time AEW arrived. They followed that up with Fighter Fest, with Fight for the Fallen, two very good shows also, and then All Out. And then it was like, okay, we got TV now. And then Dynamite premiered, and it was a hit, and they were off to the races ever since. Did you ever think, now two years in, that AEW – would get as far as they did this quickly?
1: Not this quickly. I thought AEW had potential. I really did. I was actually excited about the uh, idea of it when I first heard it. I was uh, skeptical, but very excited about it. Um, It was one of the things where you're like, oh, Another promotion. Fail. You wanted something else to watch. And so I was really, really happy to hear about it. I just didn't think it would be, be this fast be be where they are this fast. And stuff.
0: Yeah, neither did I. It, it and and it's it's not a shot at AEW, I think, to say that. I think that's just the truth of what wrestling was just two and a half years ago One completely different than what it is now. Like the the state of wrestling before AEW and after AEW if, you, if someone was in a coma for, for two years and they just woke up and they were a wrestling fan, they, they wouldn't believe some of the stuff that's happening um, just on either show at Hold this up. point, honestly. It, it, it's just – it's so jarring to think how far wrestling has come because not only – it's not only AEW. You have MLW coming up. You have the return of WoW. You have uh, – yep. You know, New Japan sending their stars to AEW, Impact, and 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 NWA and AEW working together. The for, Forbidden Door is wide the fuck open. The only missing party, and the only the only loser at this point is WWE. They're not invited to the party. Um, not they're all. too cool for the party. But <laughs> in all seriousness, I think that AEW it this has gone well and above well and and beyond what anyone thought it, it could be and but the thing is i think when you watch that first tv show when aw dynamite premiered and and it came on there was an excitement about it there was an excitement about the uncertainty there was an excitement about the the what it could be and and what it would look like and the second it premiered we were like oh this is this is real uh, you know, D- Double or Nothing was great, and the productions were great. All out, all that stuff was great. But you, we were waiting to see what they would be like week in, week out on TV. And the second they they premiered in DC, you and I were at that show. Sure was. It was it was great. It was we we knew that. Oh, it's going to be off to the races here for this company. And it was a ride. People didn't really think about, oh, what are they going to be two years from now? It was just people went along for the ride and they enjoyed it. And it's been fruitful enough for them to get a contract renewal. So,
1: yeah. I mean, it was one of those things where most people had never seen. I'd never seen anything like that before. A pro, a big time promotion with an indie feel. I'm, we never really felt anything like that. I mean, NXT, yeah but not like to scale that AEW is. It was just, it was just off the, you know, a a watch. It was the, the, you were there that night. Like you said, the, just the feeling in the arena was just, it was intense. It was, it was an interesting feel. Everyone was excited. No one really knew what to expect. Hell yeah. That was was back when,
0: that was back when
1: Cody was a face. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and someone threw a hot dog in the ring. God
0: bless him. Uh, amazing <laughs> moment. Um, speaking of moments in AEW history, what would you say, two years in, what is your favorite moment on Dynamite ever? Your favorite. Not favorite, the best, your favorite.
1: Favorite moment on Dynamite. Mm. Damn, that's a hard one. Um you
0: can say more than one. Just, just you know, just like you know what. Generally, um, the moments you look back at
1: fondly. Uh, I will say the. Uh, I don't know if that happened. I don't think that happened on Dynamite, though. No. So not the CM
0: Punk thing. Say it, it, say Rampage. Um, Rampage hap- has like no, no, three. Was, three weeks old, my guy. You better not say something on Rampage. That, that,
1: that's not what I was thinking. No, I was thinking about a pay per view. Um, I know. Brody Lee
0: winning the title. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a great moment. Um, you know, I, I you, we can go back. So I mean moments that I remember and I'll always remember Brody Lee Memorial. The the, the, the oh, celebration yeah, of life definitely. for Brody Lee was amazing. The I thought that um the episode that they had on the Jericho Cruise was really memorable because it was different. It looked different, it felt different. Yeah, um one And this isn't necessarily my favorite. I'll get to my favorite in a second. But this wasn't necessarily my favorite one. Uh, But that show they had in Salt Lake City right before everything closed down. I watched that show. It was right after Revolution 2020. I watched that show. And I thought the AEW, the momentum that AEW had at that point was just unstoppable and it was like that show it was in Salt Lake which isn't known as a big wrestling town but they would draw a big house there the crowd was electric the show was amazing with their build up to the inner circle versus um, the elite it was just it felt real it felt gripping it felt big and i was so excited to to see where they would go from there and then the pandemic happened but they even the pandemic had some great moments like you had uh you had like, uh, uh the it, I forgot what the match remember it was that match where Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho versus uh Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy Matt Hardy did his whole thing of Damascus yeah. coming out of the ice and then Sammy Guevara got yeah. mowed down by a <laughs> golf cart yes
1: the, Jesus the golf taking yeah. taking one of the
0: worst bumps I've seen ever it, we those saw moments, the first
1: uh, stadium Stampede match too in the pandemic. well that wasn't that, that
0: wasn't dynamite that was uh well that, that did happen during the pandemic but it well, that wasn't dynamite no that was, oh, I know God. but I'm just saying yeah, yeah. Anyway, but um, I forget what pay-per-view that was? That was uh, that was double or nothing 2020. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was. was yeah.
0: But my favorite moment, recency bias, whatever, it's my favorite moment: Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega uh, to open up Grand Slam. That was, oh, no, that was my favorite. Day I th- two weeks later, still my favorite match of all time. Don't care what anyone says, it and that um, match. Yeah, I've said enough about it already, um, but, man, Dynamite, it, it it's really also really rejuvenated, I think, wrestling fans to watch week to week, watch live week to week.
1: I think so. I, I, I agree with that. I, I, believe, I believe so. I believe wrestling fans have a lot to look forward to now. I mean, have a lot to watch as well. And um i probably strained by all the wrestling they've been taking in the past couple weeks. But it's definitely a lot to watch. wrestling is at a good place right now. God damn it, pal. What is wrestling? I'm i I'm a sports entertainer. I'll you know.
0: We're gonna have we're gonna have a a, a bottle of Geritol on a pole. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> I don't know, man. Vince is I'm gonna rip up the script and we're gonna have
1: <sighs> Geritol on a poll match. <laughs> <Demonetized>. <laughs> so
0: quick <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you I don't I'm not gonna lie to you I heard that on a I heard that on like a a, a, a shoot interview once I have no idea what it actually is. No Did I say something like bad? No you
1: didn't actually I've I i do not know how to explain it to you but yeah you didn't um, say anything bad I'm
0: looking it up right now. Geritol is a United States trademark name for very vari- various dietary supplements past yeah. present uh, Jarrow's brand name vitamin. Okay, so it's a vitamin. That's not too bad.
1: That's it's not, not too nothing.
0: bad. It's a vitamin. Yeah. Well, what am I? What's what It's nothing wrong with it, what you said. It's used to. It's used to treat iron poor blood. Yeah. You know what? I not demonetized for saying that specifically. <laughs> I, I I have been. I mean, we've definitely been demonetized for other stuff on this on this stream. But <laughs> but if you want to help us, uh help us with that. And, and because of our potty mouths, we will never be monetized. If you want to help us out. Head on over to <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash real take sports again, Patreon.com forward slash real take sports to join that $5 a month or above club. Help us help the channel grow. Help me finance things like this wonderful mic that I paid for <laughs> my money. Um, and uh, no, no, also you get access to exclusive videos. Uh, we have one dropping on Thursday, that is going to be a fun video. It's going to be counting down some of the best moments in WrestleMania, uh, biggest moments in WrestleMania history. So check that out. That's going to be dropping Thursday on exclusively on Patreon. It's not going to be available on YouTube for a while. So. You can have exclusive access to that. You can have exclusive access to much more stuff on Patreon.com forward slash Real Take Sports moving forward. Um, It's not only going to be wrestling stuff. It's going to be sports-related stuff as well for the other podcasts I do. So check that out. But also hit that like button and subscribe, guys. Um, uh, That's the best way for you to support. hit that like button and subscribe. Uh, Anyway. Trev Trev Trev. You're ready to talk about uh, there's a show, by the way, on Wednesday, in, in case I i didn't mention that. I may have forgotten to mention that. There's a there's a wrestling show on Dynamite on Wednesday, and it is going to have one heck of a match to to I believe be, be in the main event. Uh is
1: it the main event? It should be. I'm not sure if it is though.
0: It should be. I'm the main event, pal. Um <laughs> Let's talk about it before I do another Vincent Presence. I've already (laughs) promised no more Vince impressons. I've put the Kai boss in that promise. That promise is bullshit. Don't take my word for anything. Um, anyway, let's talk about it. Um so AEW Dynamite, the two year anniversary, is going to have a casino ladder match to determine the number one contender for Kenny Omega's AEW World Championship. The match is going to feature some of the most prominent players. It's a stacked match, by the way. Some of the Ooh. most prominent players in all elite wrestling Pac versus Andrade versus Orange Cassidy versus Jon Moxley versus Matt Hardy versus Lance Archer. And then there's the Joker. The last entrant, the the always the big surprise. We'll get to who we think the Joker may or may not be. But Trevor, what do you make of just seeing these many big stars? This might be talent wise one of the biggest matches AEW's had with so much talent in the ring.
1: Oh, hands down, absolutely. Like, yo, it, it's crazy. Like you have Andrade, you have Orange Cassidy, you have Matt Hardy, you have Pac, like John Moxley. The, the, uh, you know, Lance Archer, like all these, all these names, man, it's crazy. It's hard to even, because all of them need, need a good push. Like at this point, all of them need a good push. Even though I think Moxley can, Moxley's one of those wrestlers that can really keep continue to wrestle without a title. Like he, he really does not need the belt. To be successful. Dude, he he's having nice like, like the feud
0: of the century with the entire country of Japan right now.
1: Yep. <laughs> and um he has a he has a hot, another with a, a Texas death match coming up soon, if I'm not mistaken, or a Street Fight oh, coming up soon.
0: Yeah, yeah, with uh your boy over here from uh yeah. from Suzuki going uh Lance Archer. But yeah. But this match is gonna be great.
1: Yep, yep. So it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be fun to watch. Okay. I cannot.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see Orange Cassidy and and Lance Archer do, or sorry, Orange Cassidy and John Moxley do something. That is going to be an interesting. Yeah, I've been spot. waiting to see that for a while, actually. Like, like I want to see how. Gonna... I feel like Moxley w- would. He's like the perfect kind of kind of. No, I don't want to say foil, but 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 person to play off that with. I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um But <laughs> this is just a big match, man. Pac, he, These are matchups that we. Again, these are kind of dream matchups within AEW that we want to see happen. Like even I would like to see PAC versus Andrade. I want to see PAC, I will, yeah. again, I want to see PAC versus Lance Archer. I want to see PAC versus Orange Cassidy again. Like like these are some good matchups. Yeah, I would love to see, see a redo of PAC versus Orange Cassidy. PAC versus Mox. Um uh, yeah. main event there, pal. Um but that being said, there is a joker card as well. A lot of speculation as to who it will be. But a lot of the speculation, I, I believe, has been wrong, and you'll find out why in just a second. But Trevor, what do you think about this Joker card? Who should it be, and who will it be?
1: Uh, I don't. You know what? I don't know. Ooh, interesting. You I, have, I have no this. idea. I, I, like, I, I think. Um, Okay, so it's a lot of speculation, right? All right. Wyndham Rotunda will be showing up soon. And he's one that could be it. I don't think he is. Has been talking a lot of trash. I don't think that's I don't think it's him. Yeah. Th- Honestly, who I think it could be, it could either be Leo Rush.
0: Again, Leo Rush for the double, double time, a two-time joker. Um, or
1: it could be. <laughs>
0: I think we're starting to lose um, a little bit, Trevor.
1: Yeah, I yeah, know. I'm not sure what's going on.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on either. But um, well, here's what I'll say. I, I heard you mention Wyndham. I heard you mention Leo Rush. I think that there, those are interesting names. A lot of people say, "Oh, it might be, it might be Bray Wyatt, it might be Braun Strowman, because he's been kind of linked to AEW." There's one obvious person here who it's going to be. It is 100 going to be the Hangman Adam Page.
1: page. <laughs> this is
0: the best way to have Adam Page back in the main event scene, back in the title picture, back in this this. This role as as Kenny Omega's uh, foil back in this place where Kenny Omega is is the only thing staying in between him and his final goal, which is the world title. It is the culmination of literally two years of storytelling. And there's no better way. Hangman Adam Page, a double or nothing, uh, twenty twenty or twenty nineteen AEW's first ever pay per view comes out. First ever match in AEW history wins it as the Joker in the Casino Battle Royale. No, it, there's poetic justice if uh, Hangman Adam Page ends up winning back another chance at the AEW World Title with a win in a casino uh, type of match. It makes too much sense. The build up for for full gear has already started. And there is just no better person who is right there that makes sense, that's going to be a threat to Kenny Omega's title than the hangman Adam Page. I understand people want to say Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, just to see big surprises. It ain't no surprise, man. Wednesday night, AW's two-year anniversary, we're going to see some cowboy shit.
1: Yeah, that that's kind of what I was saying when I got cut off. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I totally agree, Adam Page.
0: Yeah, I agree too. Hopefully, you guys agree as well. If you don't hit that like button, if you do hit that like button, either way, you're hitting that like button, um, helping out the algorithm. Oh, and all Mary,
1: that- I'm
0: uh, you're breaking up still a little bit, buddy, but it's okay. Uh, we're, we're just about at the end here. Um, let, Let's go through and read some of these chats, though. So, Sophia in the chat says... Oh, here we go. The Joker in the Casino Battle Royale is either, or sorry, the casino ladder match, sorry. The Joker in the casino ladder match is either Buddy Matthews or Adam Page or maybe Ospreay, but my honest opinion, it's Adam Page, but we don't know when his wife is due. I believe they already had their child, if I'm not mistaken. I I believe I already read about that. Um, But I think he's on paternity leave because any any proper company, any good company gives you paternity leave so you can take care of your child in the first few months. Um, But we'll see. Maybe he's ready to come back. If, he's, if he is, great. If he's not, take time. It's okay. We got plenty of time, plenty of matches to see, and Adam Page will always be there for us. Um, Trevor Nomer, Omer, I want to talk about uh, this real quick. Jeff Hardy should turn heel and bringing back the Willow <laughs> as his heel gimmick. <laughs> oh, will it be bad that Vince McMahon could own it? Mm, no. Well, I mean, Vince would try to own it, but, but he would be – it, it, but Jeff already smart enough to sue him and actually not even sue him, just th- just argue it and then just be like, just file the paperwork and then Vince will give up. That that's literally WWE's MO. They try to strong arm you with these trademarks. They try to do it with Keith Lee, they try to do it with Chelsea Green. It doesn't work because they don't have a leg to stand on. They just hope you're scared of the potential litigation. That's it. Um but Vince won't own it. Willow though in WWE would be
1: That'd be interesting.
0: Far out. Uh, that's what I'll say about that, man. Willow, uh, <laughs> Willow and DNA was something, but ah, uh, too bad EC three is not there. I want to see EC three battle uh, the Willow again. <laughs> yeah, tr- yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, let's continue with the chat. Um. Uh, Sophia says it's either buddy matthews or hangman adam page but my true opinion is it's page matthews actually teased the joker card emoji on twitter everyone's teasing everything on twitter these it just froze trevor i don't know if you saw that it froze for a second just on your yeah. you smiling like ear to ear big cheesy smile yeah, yeah that's it okay. looked
1: very creepy it was very. Creepy. That's <laughs> gonna be like your. Uh,
0: that's gotta be our next. Uh, Sorry about the connection.
1: I don't know what's going
0: uh, Yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, I checked. It, it doesn't seem to be my side. It might just be Zoom waking something. out. It, yeah. Who, who knows? Anyway, um, let's the let's end these chats here. It's definitely Paige or Buddy because he literally deleted the tweet, um, that Tony announced. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Paige. I I could it be Buddy Matthews? Of course, it could be. Could be anyone. Could be me. You don't know, but
1: there could be ninety nine
0: point nine 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 percent chance. It is the hangman Adam Page showing up to the two year anniversary of Dynamite to do some cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. You know, it's not some cowboy shit this drama that's been going on with the evps of aew what's going on here trevor my god children's like no i'm just playing guys (laughs) Uh, um no no but there is a story here so fightful reported earlier this month that there was an apparently a little bit of a rift between the evps of all elite wrestling the elite being uh being Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, they were kind of their own group. Cody was more so on the outside looking in. There's no necessarily ill will between the, the two sides, but they're just not as close as they used to be. Now, let that be what it may. It talks about a rift. It also talked about how the fact that AEW, in AEW rather... The EVPs are kind of EVPs in name only. They're no, they don't really have control of booking decisions. And Dave Meltzer of uh, the Wrestling Observer also added this tidbit when uh, on his show on Wrestling Observer Radio. He said, "quote It is a story from December eighteenth, two thousand nineteen, from almost two years ago when Tony Khan took over the book or took the book over. Tony Khan has always been the booker. He discussed stuff." With all of the EVPs, they're all in discussions, but Tony makes the final call. They all have input when it comes to their own stuff as far as getting a final destination. If it's a Young Bucks or Kenny Omega angle, they have a lot of input in that angle. On and as well on their interviews and things like that. Chris Jericho does, John Moxley does. I'm sure Brian Danielson does. A lot of the top guys do. So kind of clarifying that this isn't a new thing. It's not that Tony Khan cut these guys out, you know, recently because of something they did. It was more so it happened two years ago. Tony Khan kind of took the reins from the EVPs. And so so that's where things are. But are you surprised by this, Trevor? And, you know, it, what do you think about this?
1: Not necessarily surprised. <clears throat> um, again, like I said, I don't think it's necessarily ill will or or riff. I think it's just, uh, I don't know. I think it's better this way. You know what I mean? Just um, too many, Because what, what, what's the old saying? Too many cooks spoil the pot. Yep. Too many
0: cooks in the kitchen. I,
1: I think it's, I think that's, that's a, uh, probably one of the issues. I mean, and, and everything seems to be running smoothly now. So, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, I, I think a lot of people want to make it a big deal. A lot of people want to, oh, it's a drama. Oh, the EVPs all hate each other. I don't think they hate each other. They nah. might not be best friends like they used to be. That's fine. People drift apart. It, it, it happens. People, like I used to talk to people every day. You know all the people I used to talk to every day because I live with them. They're, they were my best friends. They still are my best friends, but we just, just don't talk pattern. all and it happens. that's life man yeah. part of being an adult people forget that these these people they're not just wrestlers they're also human beings like human beings can have other interests outside they of wrestling are. they are i know <laughs> um so i mean that's one part of it i think I, I i'm not gonna speak to their personal relationship if i don't know exactly what's going on they're fi- i'm sure i'm sure they are all working in the same company if it were a problem it would have manifested itself and something would have happened. It is not enough of a problem for it to have manifested itself. Therefore, it's not a problem that, honestly, we should probably care about. Um, And as far as the booking things, you could kind of tell. I I think it was one of those things. Early on, Tony Khan needed these EVPs. He needed Cody, he needed the Young Bucks, and he needed Kenny Omega to guide him through that, that early period of AEW where, you know, he still had final say in the booking decisions. Tony Khan has always had final say. But to kind of understand the more wrestling side that he might not have been familiar with, kind of like a training program, if, if that makes sense. I think that's right. what the EVPs were intended to do. Now they've branched off and done other things. Like the EVP title, I don't think it's completely dead. I think people still look at, at the Young Bucks, the Elite, and, and Cody as leaders in that locker room. I And they and look, Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny, Cody especially does a lot of press. A lot of press that is worthy of him being like, I think, an executive in the company. I think the Young Bucks obviously uh, provide a lot of input on their matches in the tag team division and how that's structured. Kenny Omega does a lot of work with the women's division and, and putting together the women's matches as well. So he is. So, so they all have different roles, and I do think that. Their status with the company, as far as when they when it was founded, how it was founded, and their status as leaders in that locker room. I think it's still worthy. The EVP title—it's just a title. A title can mean anything. Like like Vince McMahon. I don't even think Vince McMahon isn't uh, isn't like CEO of the company anymore. It doesn't matter. He's still chairman of the board. He's still he's Vince. He's the, he's the guy. Like Tony Khan tomorrow could be could change his title from CEO to Chief Executive Chairman C- uh, CEC, whatever. Right. It wouldn't, and it wouldn't matter. So it's just a title. It's just a title. The bottom line is they are leaders. They still have creative input on their storylines. And a lot of times they're the biggest stars in the company. Their storylines are some of the main ones. So they got a lot of input in the company. It's fine.
1: Yeah. It's not a big deal. Like you said, uh, people want to make it a big deal because everyone wants to see some type of riff go go between uh, AEW and see some type, some type of drama. But it's not that big a deal.
0: God damn that goddamn money mark Tony Khan. Motherfucker! <laughs> Jesus! This impressions today. My impressions. Uh, p- put put a wrestler in the chat, and I'm an impression of it. How about that? As we uh come to a close here, uh, if you guys have a wrestler you want me to do an impression of, I will do my gosh darnness of doing that in the chat. Gosh um,
1: darnness. My gosh
0: darnest. God well, goddamn. Damn it. Dag Nabbit. Who who does that? Who does a dag Nabbit? Who like what cartoon does that?
1: Oh, um, there was a lot of Looney Tunes cartoons
0: that did that. Oh, Dagnabbit. Yosemite Sam, man. Yosemite Sam. Tar- got little... What tarnation tar- What, in, what in tarnation Um <laughs> Let's go through the chat before I elongate this any more than it should be. Um Sophia NYC says, uh it's his non compete being Bray Wyatt's is up October 29th. Sophia also says it's definitely Paige or Buddy Murphy. Yep. CeCe says the Joker is going to surprise everyone. Looks like CeCe knows more about uh the inside game of wrestling than we do. She seems like she knows what's going. Yeah,
1: she she, she knows the the inside poop. You know? Might
0: I I might need to replace her are uh, you with her. I we might I might need my own insider <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean She's, She's like everything. she knows. She's she like
0: <laughs> Well, that doesn't look. It's not. It's not hard to be, for being honest, not hard. <laughs> very true. Very, very true. Very true. Very true. Oh no one. Uh-huh. Uh, I I think peop... This is the ultimate sign that people are sick of my impressions. There's nobody <laughs> putting any impressions or no, any any wrestlers in the chat, uh. Which is Absolutely probably not. for the best. Uh, Trevor, what do you? What are you looking forward to this week from wrestling?
1: Ah, I'm actually looking forward to the uh, the ladder match. Um, also looking forward to see what what uh, transpires on, um, you know, just in the indie scenes and together, because uh, ROH, like you said, is rebuilding and they're they're getting much better. Um, uh, I think that's about it. Much honestly. better,
0: much e- much more evil.
1: And that's so nice. That's so nice. That's nice. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I, I'm I'm excited and to see what ROH does, man. Um, especially with the news of Owens, Kevin Owens' contract coming up, uh, Sami Zayn's next year also coming up. Uh, ole, ole, ole,
1: ole, <laughs> Olay baby. <laughs> and Ooh. they were, they are ROH originals, so
0: you know. I cannot wait to see the dream match of a century. Sami Zayn versus El Generico in a lose in a loser leaves town match. I think
1: I, El Generico I, loses. I think he does. I'm sorry, man. I
0: don't know, man. I don't know, man. Don't, dude, dude. El Generico was. Uh, you you know what I used to do when I used to do backyard wrestling. Um, by the way, don't do backyard wrestling, kids. Um, no, no. When I used to do backyard and it, it was like on a trampoline, it was mine was relatively safe. But I used to do a parody of it. I used to do a parody of, which is, I love how I did a parody of El Generico it was a parody of Lucha, but I so I did a parody of a parody, but I used to do a parody of him, and I called myself El Simplico. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was just like, like, I'd have like like the three people who would come to watch our shows. We'd be going, I'll be doing this, and they'd be going, Simplico, Simplico. <laughs> 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 and I I used to have a move called The Simplico Cycle where I, I it was literally just like a twisting neck breaker where I just uh, like basically it's like a twist of fate where I la- where I land on top of them. Uh, it was weird. And then I go right into a pin. Um and then I had this we had this <laughs> this match. This match. the dream match of <laughs> El Simplico versus uh, uh the, the character I was playing at the time who, who was uh his name was uh yeah, his name his name was something. Um, you don't remember uh, what it was? I I, was, I don't remember. I, I, the, it's wild that I remember. I'll simply go. I don't remember my. It was my name. It anyway. I it was it, it was something It was something very like. It was something like very exotic. It, it was like weird. Actually, I think it was right. some, exotic. Was in it. I think it was. It was like. Akberg, i do don't—I don't remember, but but I had so it was me basically. Imagine me versus El Simplico. And we had this okay. dude come out. We had my like, friend come out. He was, like, six feet tall. Like, we're in middle school, and he's, like, six feet tall. Dude's, like, 6'5 now. But he was six feet tall in, like, seventh grade. He comes out in in the mask. Doesn't fit him right, right? And it's my mask. It doesn't fit him <laughs> right. And he's big as hell. And, and they introduced him as El Simplico. And, like, the one guy who actually showed or the one parent who actually showed up to all our shows was, like, that's not El Simplico. <laughs>
1: Like loud
0: as hell. <laughs> and, and and I was like, yes, it is. Look at him. <laughs> he was so yeah. Why Sammy, did you think
1: that was a good idea?
0: <laughs> I, I I I drew five dollars that day, sir. I'll have you know, I made money that day. Yeah, my my take my, my take home was career. nothing, but I but the company, <laughs> <laughs> Obw made money that day.
1: <laughs> my backyard wrestling career was similar. My uh, character was Hollywood. He was based off of Rick Brood and Shawn Michaels. <laughs> he was like, oh, he got on his way to the ring, Hollywood. <laughs> he was just an arrogant prick. <laughs> told it's not everyone a to go
0: It's not him. a character.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a work. It's not a work.
0: It's, it's a shoot. <laughs> told everyone it's a to shoot. go fuck
1: themselves. <laughs> Oh, man. It was when my hair was longer, too. It was kind of funny. Oh, my God. I want to see, like,
0: we got to bring that back, the reunion. The reunion. we got to have uh, El Simplico versus Hollywood <laughs> versus Omita in a flaming, barbed-wired <laughs> Inferno match.
1: El Simplico's mask burns off. Hollywood didn't have any hair anymore at the time. <laughs> oh, well, that, that, can be your, that can
0: be your excuse for
1: It'd <laughs> be like it'd be like an
0: even sadder version of the ending from the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you get sadder than the wrestling. Oh, it can, <laughs> man! It can. Have you that wow. movie? Was yeah, yeah, sad. It It was. It was. It showed that's the that was the that was the dark side of the ring right there. That that oh, movie, man. Very much. Although so. I I will say best wrestling movie ever? Question mark. <laughs>
1: It might be because it's, it's only a few, isn't it? There's
0: not too many wrestling movies out. There's a there's a good amount of wrestling. None do of w, them. Do WWE Studios movies? Does Does the Undertaker? What's that movie that just came out on Netflix? It's like the new day. A, being chased around or by
1: the <laughs> chase
0: the Undertaker. Look at whatever, this Netflix movie is coming out. That's I'm, I'm excited it to see yet. that. I want to see it. I think it's going to be hilarious. That is going to be... and it's like interactive too, you know that? Yeah. It's like you get to choose what happens. I'm just like, "Dude, what? This is this is this is what what uh, uh Nick Khan meant by we are we all we make movies. We are literally." <laughs> Which I'm not opposed to the idea of wrestling being in movies, you know, non canon movies. No, 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 no. I think it's just
1: cool. it right. I mean, I, when I think of wrestling movies, I think of Ready to rumble, and uh, unfortunately, what was that? No holds barred with uh, Zeus, Tiny Lester, and I'm um, uh, Hulk Hogan.
0: Don't, don't, don't remind me of, of, <laughs> of, of, of don't no holds barred. It like, Watch that smell,
1: Dookie. <laughs> Dookie. Dookie. <laughs> like
0: Dookie.
1: like
0: was amazing. Um, oh my I,
1: god, uh, that was well, terrible.
0: I I'll be here all week, literally. Mr. Nanny though, for the win. Best wrestling movie ever. <laughs> Doesn't get any better it's
1: than Mr. Nanny. Suburban Command. Suburban Command. Oh bro, bro. <laughs> the,
0: I'll have you know the Marine Four starring the Miz, Becky Lynch, and Shawn Michaels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yes, I forgot Sean Michael's in that.
0: Yeah, bro. They, they, they was, four mo- four movies in, they finally killed off the, uh, the, the Miz's character. Thank God. Or 12, 12, <laughs> 12 rounds. 12 rounds, 2, Reloaded. Oh, bro, those WWE Studios movies are amazing. Like,
1: I will say. Was, the the, the, uh, the Moxie wasn't bad. Mm, yeah. Oh, there was one doing. that
0: was really bad. Uh, the, the one with Dolph Ziggler. I forgot which one it was. It was really bad. Uh, it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, I, I, we could have shot that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got a better camera than that, right? It's hilarious. I, could, I got a better camera than they do. I got 4K on this, baby. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. We know it's not terrible. Getting to spend every Tuesday here with you. And the wonderful fans, my wonderful fan, my fans, oh. are gonna tune in no matter what I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start <laughs> feeding them
1: crap every week,
0: and they're gonna keep coming back for crap and spending more money. <laughs> um, but that's why we love you.
1: Pretty much, I'm <laughs> feeding them crap,
0: <laughs> uh, but it, but it's fun crap. Anyway, guys, if you love our crap, please hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you get notified whenever a new video is released. I don't want, so we'll see what happens in this wonderful, crazy, wacky world of wrestling, Trevor. Say bye to the people. Bye, people. As always, you can follow Trevor at Trevortainment, T-R-E-V-E-R-T-A-I-N-M-E-N-T, <laughs> on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter as well, at Omer Q Show. O-M-E-R-Q Show. You can also... Keep the conversation going by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RealtakeSports. Go ahead and go on over to Patreon.com forward slash to get access to exclusive content, also helping us grow as well. Until then, keep it real, everyone. We'll see you next week.